0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: All right, friends. Okay, so now I've got not the best of the Eric Saint Show podcast. It's a perfect opportunity to pay attention To how the show has grown. I would like to think. That as time has passed. From those early podcasts. That I have somewhat. uh, Adjusted my style. Maybe a uh, bit more of a focus. On what I'm talking about. Maybe finding my voice. If you will. Maybe caring less. Which could lead to. Better content. All I'm telling you is is please don't hold it against me if you're listening to Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast and you think to yourself, this is a real fucking pile of shit. <laughs> because I I just can't escape the the vibe that it is. Okay? Some of the stuff that I'm including on these uh, shows is stuff from the Patreon that the uh, folks in the free podcast have have never heard. And uh, g- g- God only knows what I say here. I, I, It's not like I'm going over this stuff with a fine tooth comb, figuring out what I talked about. You know, there's going to be references to people and things that aren't in my life anymore. There's going to be attitudes and behaviors and comments that I, I may or may not feel like about, I feel about, uh, feel the same today. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not like I'm drunk. But uh, anyway, it's something. It's something, all right. So here you go. Uh, The latest edition of Not the Best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast.
2: Powered by the Zaniacs, this is the Eric Zane Show podcast.
1: All right, what's up? Welcome into the Eric Zane Show Patreon bonus podcast. Uh, Okay recorded live uh, for you to watch via the live stream and then uh, of course get it on demand nice to have you here we got uh, a lot of things to talk about uh there's been one development that has taken place since the end of the freebie i was so annoyed with that little shit uh sailing across to the United States in her stupid fucking stance with the business of, oh God, look at I'm doing my part and save the planet. Shut the fuck up. I'm sick of that kid. So then I took it to Twitter. And uh I posted, anyone else is sick of this kid as much as I am? As sick of this kid as much as I am. That that's in English. Uh Something to the effect of, uh, who's annoyed with this Euro trash wiener and viral kid. She bugs me so much. I'm burning a bunch of shingle. I'm burning a bundle of shingles this weekend. That was it. And man, the shit has hit the fan. I struck a nerve. (laughs) All right. This is great. This that this actually worked out even better than I thought. I thought I was that I would uh, I would get a yeah, fuck her, or something like that. But it it's turned out to be much more much, much more positive in regard uh to this. All right, let's let's go through the roster. Started out okay. And uh after I posted that Hold on. Actually, let me look at this closer bear with me damn it Uh, this person wrote just another shill sad to see adults take her seriously which was kind of my point um i also read that there's going to be two guys that are flying to the U S to take the boat back. And she's all about, Oh, I don't, I will not, I'm not flying. So these, these idiots are flying to take the boat back. I still don't know how she's getting back to me. This is all a bunch of grandstanding and bullshit and every other idiot that, that has been following the story that's like, Oh, it's so great. I mean, she's just doing so much for the planet and, she's just she's just there. She's just got it got it there. That that kind of shit drives me up a wall. So that dude got it. Apparently no one else did. Now it was tongue in cheek. I mean it, but at the same time it it uh whatever. Uh let's see. Then this person tweeted back to me that the sailing team to fly to the crew to to the US to bring the uh the boat back. And that was about it, man. There's this dude who's a producer for Wood TV. His name is Kyle. He's a pain in the ass. Standing for something that's important to not only all of us, but the generations after. What a repulsive thing to do. And so I wrote, yeah, it's a joke, Kyle. You know, the burning the shingles thing. It's it's absurd. It's what I do. I've always done this. He replies with, you are truly... One of the funniest, Eric, side-splitting humor. So I wrote, why do I sense sarcasm? But no, we weren't done there. Uh, him engaging me, he's got a lot of people that follow him, whoever this guy, I don't know who the hell he is, but he's got about 6,000 people that uh, follow him. And then someone else wrote, man, that Kyle guy is is intense uh and i didn't say anything else towards to this and then i actually i i know his boss this guy so i said hey man what's the deal with this guy i you know i don't know it seems like he's picking a fight with me over this and he goes ah he's passionate translation okay that's what we call it these days he's passionate hey yeah i tell you what you've uh Guy who uh, makes jokes all the time, uh, set of jokes for something I don't fucking like. So shit, here it comes. Right between the whammo. All right, fine. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this person wrote so edgy, bro, replying to my joke. It's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Somebody's now, that's they're- they're- coming back on me. Here it comes. David writes bad look going after a kid imagine someone with a platform calling either of your daughters trash at that age something tells me you wouldn't be cool with the it's only a joke defense learn grow go after the grown-ups there's more than enough of them yeah fuck that Bullshit. If she's going to go out there and shill for all these asshole and viral rich fucks, there is no way in hell I'm going to let that slide. This piece of shit writes, attacking a kid who cares about preserving the environment. Bullshit. Stay classy, Dave writes. Oh, you piece of shit. All right. I always look at what the hell they follow to see how much of a dork they are. Uh, This guy, Ross, refers to her as Lil Schumer. I'm guessing that's an Amy Schumer reference. That little fuck, Pat Collins, wrote off the rails towards me. Pat, I will beat the shit out of your cancer fucking face. I will beat the cancer out of your body. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh... Of course, I said anyone else annoyed, this person wrote, hopefully just you. She's trying to do something good. Take your rage out on someone else. Lots of shitty people to choose from. Uh, then I see that there are a ton of people that are liking the, that dickhead from Wood's tweet that said, you are, truly are one of the funniest, Eric, side-splitting humor. Ah, fuck. Man. Jesus, you can't even, you can't even fuck around. You cannot even fuck around without everybody just like, ah, blowing their stag. I ah, well, fuck you. What the hell? All right, I want to play for you a clip of ACDC's Brian Johnson. Yeah, he doesn't sound that way. What the, why would I do that? He has featured, um, is Dan Rather has an interview show. I believe that's it. Uh, the big interview with Dan Rather. I don't know if I uh, if I like the idea of, of, of Dan Rather interviewing um, Brian Johnson from ACDC, but uh, here it goes. Well, you know, this is
3: an amazing story. You've just gotten with the band. You've gone to the Bahamas where you said you'd never been before.
1: Uh, no. talking, and uh, the first thing you do... Way back in 1980 when he joined the band.
3: You begin to write the lyrics for... An album that became one of, if not the biggest-selling, really yeah. hard rock albums in the history of the game. I know. Talk about back uh, in the It's strange. And you know, funny Dan, one of the things with being on that island, I remember about five songs in, and I was going, "Gosh, done, and I think I've just run out of lyrics." It's because it was every day. And Mutt Lang, the producer, came down, and he could see that I wasn't me chirpy self at breakfast. And he came down, and he said, "Is everything all everything all right, Brian?" because you know, he's from South Africa. You know? <laughs> and I, so they talk like that? And I said, "Yeah, I'm just yeah, just struggling a little bit." Yeah. And it was a real bad day. Yeah, the lakes which I had never seen before. Dan, it was called a tropical storm, and the sky went black. Ah. And this, you know, that thunder, and, uh, and he went, it was a rolling thunder." And I went, run, thunder, pouring rain, coming on like a hurricane. There's white, white lightning flashing. In. I mean, I literally Go was given a weather report. I, I wasn't right.
1: <laughs> Dan on. Rather's like, yeah, and I don't it, know what the fuck you're talking about.
3: And it came out. And uh, so it was just all those factors just helped. And, of course, when th- when great things are happening so quickly, you never realize, do you, Dan? You know, when, when something just, it's so fabulous, it just looks so easy, and then, and whenever you try to do it again it never it never works
1: (laughs) the big interview with dan rather premieres tuesday august or august october 1st on a network you've never heard of um yeah i don't care about dan rather i just want to hear more from acdc uh there is a documentary i think it's called stiff upper lip vh1 might have put it out about the makings of that band how acdc came to be acdc and um boy uh Angus and Malcolm had a old have an older brother named George who became a top 40 sensation in the 60s i uh, forget the name of the song that he had but it was it was a pretty big hit and uh then he comes back from a tour and he sees that Malcolm and Angus have started to screw around with music and before you know it, they're off and uh, off and running. They ended up uh, uh, meeting up. This is in uh, S- uh, Scotland where it all happened. They met up with a guy by the name of Dave Evans, who was the first lead singer of ACDC. They hated the guy. Now, if you're an old-time follower of the Freeburn Hot show, you remember that we got our hands on Dave Evans, the first lead singer of AC/DC's home phone number. And we called that fucker from time to time just because... He was kind of like, he was a footnote. He was a piece of trivia. And he was, hey, hey, boys, how are you? Good to talk to you again. It's me, Dave Evans, former lead singer of ACDC. And nobody remembers the guy. He had one hit overseas, uh, and then uh, and then the band took off. But they kicked his ass out. ACDC comes from uh, a sewing machine that Angus's sister had. Uh, it was uh, uh, part of the um, uh, brand stamp or something like that. It had something to do with the electrical current a terrific terrific band love them love brian johnson you know and ha- jesus you had malcolm uh or i should say bond scott was only in the band for five years before he bit the dust drank himself to death at like 30 years old and then uh brian johnson uh took over awesome awesome band one of my favorites one of my favorites uh this story was sent along oops Tuesday, October 2nd, coming to Access TV. It's the uh, it's Dan Rather thing. Fuck that. Hold on a second. We'll see if anybody's giving me any more shit on this Twitter thing. Oh, this is fun. I haven't been in a fight. No, I'm not I'm not fighting back. No, no, not really. It just seems like people are starting to pick sides as yeah, she's a piece of shit. Or yeah, you know, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh boy. I uh, stepped in it now. Can you imagine if I get to the uh, radio station? They're like, yeah, hey, we're going to have to let you go because you made fun of that Euro trash kid. All right, uh, we had a uh, uh, a medical anomaly to discuss in the free podcast. That continues now. Warning graphic content ahead. I don't know how this can be, but a woman in Moscow, Russia uh, was admitted to the hospital on August 23rd complaining of severe pain and uh you know i don't know how they didn't just take one look at her and say uh yeah this is gonna be a long couple of days for you and then some you've heard of uh ovarian cysts so you got the ovary there it's making uh making the eggs to make the babies all right megan's uh megan's writing in on the uh on this on the uh uh, youtube feed i'm about to get grossed out again yeah probably boy this is insane that this can even happen to a person who knows what you have to be exposed to to have something like this happen where uh your 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 body uh, uh betrays you and decides it's going to make something gross somehow this lady uh, starts to develop a, a, a cyst, an ovarian cyst, right where the eggs are made. All right. That's right. The ovaries, the ovaries make the eggs and then they, they come down the fallopian tube. And then, yeah. Cyst starts uh, starts to grow. Time passes. Uh, She can't go to the doctor because, uh, I don't know, doesn't have any medical coverage or doesn't want to pay for it. Uh, Finally, can't take the pain. Gets to the hospital. Doesn't take much of an examination to determine that this ovarian cyst has become uh, a, a huge mass. 25 kilograms, which is over 50 pounds of multiplying tissue on her ovary. So the ovary is about the size... Of you know a bouncy ball that your kid plays with, maybe, and uh she's got this 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 person, this cyst growing on it. If you're into these types of images, by the way, Andrea says, my grandma had two the size of volleyballs. What? Oh my God uh i'll I'll, I'll post this when we get done if you like looking at gross stuff. It doesn't look like much. It looks like a like a balloon. You don't really see a lot of gore in it or anything. But these doctors, they do a hell of a job extracting this thing. And then in a triumphant moment, I swear, the doc is holding the cyst. It looks like a large gourd or fruit. Like you head over to like Clackle's Orchard and get uh, a, a, a pumpkin and... This 50-pound cyst or tumor, he's holding it like the Stanley Cup, okay? I'm really tempted just in the picture to, like, poke at it or throw a dart at it or something like that. And I, I kind of wish that when this happens again ever in, in the medical world that they save the cyst and they uh, shoot it in a large trebuchet or three-man slingshot, because when it impacts whatever, the uh, splatter and rupture of said tumor slash cyst would be something that I think I, this is really sick. I realize that, but I, I think I'd be I'd be interested in seeing that A video uploaded to the hospital's Facebook showed Dr. Dmitri Gendevich uh, routine removing the enormous growth. Took several surgeons to remove the tumor. One holds it as others cut it out of the patient. It's removed, and doctors triumphantly dump the beach ball-sized growth into a bin. The hospital added that the tumor wasn't entirely unique, though, after removing a 4.5-kilogram growth from a uterus earlier. They probably thought it was a baby. Man, you women got it tough. Your, uh, your, your very important vital parts can betray you quickly. The next thing you know, your feet are in stirrups and they're ripping everything out of you. Uh, our surgeons often encounter such large tumors, the hospital said. Yeah, probably because of all the fallout you had from Chernobyl. Um, The reason is that people neglect the need for medical help for far too long, doctor said. The woman in the video is said to be fine and recovering. Medical miracle in my eyes. If you can survive something like that uh, and have no problem. Yikes. All right. Uh, at least one more thing I want to play for you. Uh, this is a story. I, what's How's that go with Fresh Prince? Life got twisted, turned upside down. A phone scammer decided to try to uh, get a... Uh, social security number and uh, it turns out that the number that the person called the scammer who's like nigerian or whatever uh calls a police station and the cop answers the phone this is the audio from this idiot trying to scare the suspecting person in this case a cop who's not falling for it into turning over her social security number all right as, uh, it's, it's Okay, one... I have to say something. All right, stand by. We'll come back to that because we don't want to play an ad. All right, here it is.
0: They're trying to help you out over here, okay?
1: I would like to know what the allegations are against me and what you're going to take out a warrant for.
0: Right now, there are two criminal charges against you. Number one, drug trafficking. And number two, money laundering.
1: Well, that's better than the 25 oh. the first guy told me were out against me. And they've hung up on me. I find it interesting that the first guy I talked to was John Black, and the second guy I talked to was Jason Brown. Don't
0: (laughs) ever give out your information. Just hang up on them or have a little fun.
1: I like having a little fun. Hell, there's a guy named Tom Mabe who made an entire CD out of screwing with telemarketers. Awesome stuff all right uh i'm leaned and i'm bailing i'm gonna go uh, fight some more with people on twitter i will be back tomorrow with more and you can expect to hear from ron on the free podcast a little bit later on today all right folks thank you so much talk to you down the road Okay, quick time out on not the best of the Eric Saint Show podcast. Back in uh, 2023, now as uh, this show, this actual show that is uh, the day it was released, is actually the exact four-year anniversary of the of the first podcast that I've done. So that's uh, interesting. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for being part of this. I will be back with fresh shows. On Tuesday, the 9th of January. But I'm still very, very proud of all of the sponsors that helped make this show go round. If you're listening, I uh, beg you, implore you, urge you to bang on their door when you need them. Or maybe follow my urging and take them up on uh, their services like Tag Accounting. Troy Ginzer. Tag accounting online at dot uh, not.nate. Jesus. Tagcpa.net. Can't even say that right. Anyway, tax season is here, man. It's time to get started. And if you've done this in the past on your own, and then you like mail in your return, you're like, I think it's right. Fingers crossed that nothing weird happens. And then it doesn't. Nothing weird happens except that you don't get the uh, amount of money back that you probably uh, could have if you went to tag accounting yeah but I I don't want to pay anybody to do my taxes. dude this is serious shit okay you want to make sure you get this done right you want more money in your account right so spend the 100 bucks or however much it is I don't know I guess it depends on the on the size of the term of the uh, of the return usually north of a 100 bucks a pop. Unless it's something super, super easy. But either either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, the peace of mind you get knowing that a trained CPA, uh, tax professional, and preparer is working on your return. So it's time to do this. I've talked about TAG for years. It's time you take me up. If you really want to show support for the Eric St. Show podcast, engage the sponsors. And I'm asking you to call on TAG this year from anywhere in the United States. Troy Ginzer. Again, 616-301-9516. If you want to just drop Troy an email, that's fine too. Troy at tagcpa.net or go to their website tagcpa.net and kind of look around. See what's up. Thank you, Troy Ginzer at Tag Accounting. All right. Hello to my friends at uh, My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank Fuss. 616 six one six nine one four four zero seven zero uh if you're in need of insurance of any type call upon frank he is your licensed independent uh, insurance agent slash broker who can help you every step of the way uh help you manage obamacare appropriately with his sage advice listener after listener of mine uh comes back and says my god you are right he gets it done so if you have any needs for health insurance to start, like getting your insurance in the marketplace, don't do this alone. Have a support group with you, and a support group that's free. 616-914-4070 for Frank Fuss. He's also the uh, Medicare and Social Security expert. He can help you with all of those things. Okay, TC Paintball, as you know, longtime sponsor. Thank you again, guys, uh, for all your support over the years tc Paintballgr.com. i want to pack the house at our january 15th sunday january 15th paintball event reminder reach out to tristan grant hey siri text tristan grant hey buddy we have paintball january 15th are you in question mark it's a sunday TC Paintball online at TC PaintballGR.com. Book an event for uh, you, neighborhood kids, your friends, family, bachelor, bachelorette. You just want to start something new and fun. TC An amazingly stocked pro shop right in the front. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, TC Paintball. Here we go. Moving on. More of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show Podcast. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show Podcast, the recording of the Monday podcast as we like to do on Sunday night. So much to get to and uh, just not enough time. Interesting thing today, excuse me, as I adjust my headphones, is uh, a little bit later on in the back half of this live freebie is an interview that I did with uh, comedian Travis Spots okay so uh travis is an up-and-coming comic which means he he hasn't been in the business that that long but i'm of the opinion that um you get these guys when they're on the ground floor then when they become super rich and famous which i'm hoping they all do they remember the support along the way the same way as it always is that's how we build this whole culture of the eric zane show well travis is extremely funny And I I just got to know him yesterday. I did a uh, tier two video interview with Travis. And it was, it just fricking kicked ass. I mean, we went like for 55 minutes talking about everything. Very, very interesting dude is Travis. He reveals a lot about himself and I'm glad that he did. And I think you're just going to love the conversation. And even though, and that's the beauty of the podcast i'm going to introduce you to a lot of people you're like who the hell is that it's my job to pull something interesting out of these people um and but it wasn't that hard with travis because he brings a lot to the conversation very very interesting kid kid he's 30 Uh, they're all kids to me except for Stu. Uh, saw Stu McAllister Friday at the Grand Rapids drive game. He was there with a lover or something like that. Some guy. I don't know who the hell he was. The guy thought he was important. Anyway, uh, St- uh, Stu was there. That was a good time hanging out at the drive game. The drive won it, even though, hey, they fell flat in the back half of that game, but they ended up winning. It was uh, Flint Tropics night at the old Deltaplex. We needed 125 points to get the corn dogs. And uh, they screwed that up, so they got the win, but we did not get the corn dogs. We were bummed. But it, was, uh, it wasn't bad at all. A good time. Got uh, a lot of things to talk about with you on the freebie. In addition to my interview with Travis Spots, first of all, people are wondering about the update on the studio. Of course, I'm doing this from my daughter's bedroom, her old bedroom. Uh, we've got like uh, moving, uh, moving chess pieces around this home in order to accommodate all of this. Hello, Stephanie. It's been too long. Good to see you. Good to know that you're there, I should say. Um, so it goes down that uh, Pellerito shows up today. Uh, I should say, Stalkerito with his son, Stalkerito Jr., or short uh, or little Arito. I still haven't yet circled uh, completely around his nickname. But the studio, they were doing uh, a lot of work on the ceiling, and uh, Stalkerito had to get the uh, peep cameras in place that he's installing, kind of like a trade-off. I let him, he does the work for free. And then, uh, you know, no doubt, every inch of my my movements are are tracked by Stalkerito's cameras that he's installing in the attic. I think he actually has installed a toilet cam for close-ups of my butthole. Would not surprise me at all, but uh, you know that's the price of fame. That's what you got to do. You gotta, you gotta let people help you. So Stalker, that's the trade-off. Pellerito does the work, teaches his kid a skill, and then he puts the toilet camera so that he can see close-ups of my butthole. <laughs> thank you, Mike. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you for all your assistance. The Zaniac Wrecking Crew goes on. Uh, Stefan Hyde is supposed to be by tomorrow to do more work. They were doing the textured ceiling. You know, you like stamp with the, you put the mud on there and then you take this brush deal and just whammo, whammo, whammo. And I, you know, I'm like getting out. I'm like, okay, it looks good. See you around. Bye. Thank you, Andrew. Nice words. Uh, Luke in Nashville is in the house. Thank you, Luke. So that's good. I, uh, hung out with a, um. With another Zaniac over the weekend for a little bit. I, I kind of just saw him. It was one boring Dean. More about Dean, that uh, story that I need to tell you about when he was here last week. Last week, Sunday. In fact, I'll tell that now before I talk to you about what happened. What he witnessed. What he witnessed at the Griffins game. At the post-game auction. It's always some, some bit of uh, a drama at those stupid auctions. It's becoming an absolute gold mine for material. Two things happened at the auction, one bigger than the other. But one week ago, boring Dean was at the house. He was part of the wrecking crew installing the peep cameras and whatnot in the ceiling and in my attic. And for some reason, last time he was over, prior to that, he decided uh, to offer to my 21 year old daughter to, Crack her back, or something like that, and I'm like, "What? What are you doing? What? What's going on?" And sure enough, this is months ago. He embraces her, chest to chest, and goes, Ugh! And then my daughter's spine goes, Prr! and she goes, "Ah!" And so I'm watching this, and I'm like, "This is sick. This is terrible." Well, lo and behold, Sunday's back. If that wasn't bad enough, I turn around and it's happening again. So, another boring Dean molestation tour has begun in my home. So, that takes place. And then I think he hit virtually everyone in the family. I don't know if it was both daughters, my son, and my wife. Uh, I think it was for sure my wife, my oldest daughter, and my son. Dean is groping and ha- and fondling every family member in my kitchen, and I'm like, "This is this is terrible." I didn't want anything to do with that, but that went on. Everybody seemed to enjoy it, though, so I guess uh, whatever. Uh, yesterday at the uh, Griffins game, we have the post game auction. So these are these are tough. It's usually at the end of a of a kind of a long day. Uh, this day in particular. Before the game got started, I was, um, what do you call it, uh, doing some more MC work at like a uh, charity event outside. So it was freezing my face off, but it wasn't bad. They had a warming tent, so that's part of the long day, four to six. Then you do the hockey game, then post game auction on the ice. You're in front of probably 150, 200 people, and it's it's remarkable the amount of money that these people spend on these jerseys that literally come off of the players' backs. And then they they auction them right there, and these people pay top dollar. One guy paid uh, uh, two thousand dollars for a Phillips Zadina jersey. Two thousand dollars for a jersey—it's remarkable. And so now I've talked about these auctions before. This has happened many many times. There's one person in particular who uh, is at all of these auctions, and I've had numerous run-ins with this lady. Uh, on at least two occasions, I have referred to the lady as a dude. And you all know that story. Uh, the one, she actually walked up and said, I am a lady. And I, can you imagine how terrible you would feel if you're in my position and you realize that this lady has walked up. She was way across the room, so she's probably 150 feet. She, she wins the auction. She comes. She comes walking up before she plops her money down. She looks at me stone cold in the face. Wearing the Timberland boots, the uh, dungaree pants, flannel shirt, haircut like mine. She says, I'm a lady. And I went, oh, oh, my God, this is terrible. What the hell? So that was like the worst day ever. And it happened again. A couple of years later, I did the same damn thing. And I thought to myself, if you're her, oh, what a, that lady must have rhino skin uh because this has happened not only to me but boring dean has been in the audience when, when that same person same lady was bidding on a jersey and then i think somebody said hey whose bid is it and somebody one of the other people in the crowd not me said that dudes and you know there she is it's <laughs> a little weird and she said the same thing to that that person i'm a lady god i don't I, the the constant. Uh, that was that's a struggle and a half. I mean, she's obviously comfortable in her own skin, but having to correct people about your gender on a consistent basis in front of others seems so screwed up to me that I don't know if I'd be able to take it. I'd be like walking around and say, "Hey, there's that girl, Eric Zane." I'm like, "No, I'm a dude." That would be uh, that'd be tough. So she's obviously a real trooper. I I didn't have that issue, but I tell you what, it got in my own head because she was in the back. And I could see her looking down at me and she's got kind of like this half pissed off look on her face and she's bidding. And as soon as I saw her bidding on this jersey, I'm like, Oh God, there she is, man. You better, you better not don't say anything gender specific. Keep saying that person, uh, the individual, the don't, don't say anything, just say you've won. And I navigated that. Okay. I actually made it through without referring to her as man or woman. And Oh God, uh, so thank god for that 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 wasn't that big of a deal but that is part of uh, leading up to this it's not really leading up to this last part of the story but this is a separate thing that actually happened and uh there were several people there witnesses because as i'm doing the auction and i'm not a professional auctioneer or anything like that i just kind of say 100 200 whatever And I'm getting thirsty, and nobody has brought me a bottle of water. Well, fortunately, I'm right next to the player's bench. The game is long since over, obviously, and uh, um, the players are getting changed in the locker room, getting ready to go, maybe get something to eat. And uh, so as uh, time passes, I'm getting thirstier and thirstier. My wife is sitting right on the bench where the players players actually uh, sit. And there's a like a Gatorade bottle rack with three uh like Dasani water bottles in them. Two have like a third of a of liquid in them. They've they've been uh consumed mostly, but one has not been consumed. I can see just by looking at it, it's full to the top. So I said to Diana, I go, hey, I need that bottle of water. So she reaches over and grabs it, and I'm still doing the auction. I pull the mic away. I go, take the lid off for me because I want to keep it moving because these things take so damn long. All I do is go home and go to bed. I'm thirsty. I'm tired. I'm cranky. My feet hurt. I'm cold. But the one thing I can take care of is the water. She opens it up and sets it on top of the dasher board. And I grab it, and I take a drink of it. And um, I notice something, but I couldn't quite... Pinpoint the problem. I carried on with the auction for a couple more minutes. I took another big drink of it. And then I went, huh. This water has a flavor to it. And it's unmistakable the flavor. It is the flavor of bubblegum. And I went, well, this must be some variety of water that has a slight flavor to it. You see those from time to time. And I look at it, and it doesn't say any flavor on it. But I have found the source of the bubblegum flavor, and it is a piece of chewed-up bubblegum in the in the in the bottle. So I look at Diana, and I said, "I did you not notice that this has been opened? I I, I thought it was I thought it was sealed." I go, "Yeah, it's been opened, and some idiot." put their gum inside of it into a, I mean this is a a deliberate, uh, a terrorist act is what this is by a malicious person who has decided to chew up the gum and put it into the full bottle of water which I am chugging so I put it down and Diana reacts strongly and uh, I go okay, don't react, let's just keep going and then like a good boy, as I'm auctioning off an, another jersey for the next 45 seconds, I realize I have to tell the audience at the auction this story. After I had processed what has just happened to me, and I said, uh, "Okay," and I told them what I'm telling you now, and they all had a good laugh. Now, at no point did I suspect that I would find out the source and how it got to that point and who put it in there and whatnot. Well, I should have known that the person responsible was who it was. And that was the coach of the team. His name's Ben Simon. And he is he thinks he is hilarious. This guy is he is the, the he is the he is the class clown of clowns. Now, of course, I'm sure he's serious when he's running his hockey team, but this guy is a goof. A complete goof. I can't wait for you to meet him. You may have heard him on the radio a time or two with me. He's a he's ridiculous, this guy. He was also a very good hockey player when he played, and he's doing very well as coach of the Griffins. But he comes walking out onto the ice. He's uh, he's like escorting a youth hockey team, showing them the arena, and then all of a sudden I hear from behind me by the Zamboni entrance, Hey! Hey! He heard me talking about it, which made him laugh, no doubt, because... This is what he wanted to happen. He actually did this, and I, I turn around and go, "What?" And he goes, do you like your water? How'd you like the gum?" And I go, "Oh God!" And he goes, and he goes, and he actually said he did it just for this to happen. Admitted it, the whole thing. He says he likes to do it to players, but sometimes they fall for it, sometimes they don't. This time I fell for it. Unbelievable. Oh God, that was something glad i got to share that with you i can't wait to have that guy on the air Uh, i do have plans this week tentatively to have uh, a few of my favorite griffins in here i'm just going to tell you that is going to be chaos it's going to be a lot different than when you would hear it on the radio it's a little bit more uh it's just a better atmosphere to do these types of interviews when you have uh uh, the uh, benefit of a podcast as opposed to the radio radio is always fine but you know it's better uh it's better on the podcast. All right. Where am I here? I told you about the uh, the auction fiasco. Um, on Tuesday of this week, I'm going to record live an interview with two people that you might recognize the name. Excuse me. And that is, they are uh, Andrew and Hillary Dykstra. They are the father and mother of a young girl, a toddler by the name of claire dykstra if you listen to the eric zane show on 107.3 wbbl back in the day um you remember the story about um i think it was hillary's grandpa this is a young couple uh took young claire to rogers plaza because it's wide open for her um to like walk around and it's good practice for her as she deals with um, some. I, I'm not exactly certain what the issue is that is causing her development so that she doesn't walk like a normal child. But this helps. Well, if you remember the story, some like chief screw security idiot comes walking up to them and says, you're not allowed to do that here. Get out of here. I'm calling the cops. It was ugly. It was really ugly. A lot of you have seen that video going around. And so... Then there was all sorts of upheaval about this, and everybody was pissed off, all sorts of trouble. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, go back and forth with the folks in Rogers Plaza from the Dykstra's. And, uh, um, I will, and anyway, they're going to be in here to discuss an event that they have called Walking with Claire. That goes on next weekend that I will be part of. In fact, I want to make sure that I have this out there on the pod early on so that if you wanted to join... Uh, three o'clock at Rogers Plaza Town Center. All right. Pause in the action. Not the best of the Eric Sancho Show podcast, to be sure. Again, the stuff you're hearing came back, came out in like, oh, God, January of 2019. Okay. So, oh, boy. Enough about that. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Love them so much. 616-532-6600. Get your vehicles repaired at Irvine. So many reasons Why? Um, the most important, I feel, the terrific service. It's going to get done right the first time. Don't just take my word for it. Go to their website, ervines.com, and look at all the amazing Google reviews from satisfied customers who do not have a podcast, and they just were like, I got to tell the world about these people. 616-532-6600. If, on those reviews, there is the occasional butthead, Irvine's always makes it right. 616-532-6600 in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan, along 44th Street, uh, a few blocks east of 131, side street called Stafford. There they are. Thank you, Irvine's. Bosco's Pub. Go get a burger at Bosco's Pub. Uh, Bosco'sPub.com in Hudsonville, Michigan. Amazing burgers, fantastic quesadillas, Probably nothing really that much more elaborate than that. What else do you need? Burgers, fries, Boscadillas. They're known as, not quesadillas, Boscadillas. Cold beer. uh, Strong drinks. uh, Hot dudes. Total babe chicks. They're all there. Bosco's Pub. Hudsonville, Michigan. All right, Joe Martinez, I salute you at A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, 616-516-8579. Keep that number handy. Talking to you, audience members, 616-516-8579. Uh, if you ever, ever get in the weeds and you need some assistance, that's who you call. Whether it's scheduled maintenance, after hours service call, preventative maintenance, maybe it's a new purchase of a furnace or an air conditioner. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616 616- 516-8579. Joe Martinez is the man. And he teaches me forbidden Spanish. He'll teach you too. You got to ask nicely. All right. Rolling on more of not the best of the Eric Zane podcast. podcast. Uh, walking with Claire three o'clock to about four, four 30, I think. Uh, no four o'clock. And I'll talk more with mom and dad about that event when they come in here on the Tuesday for the show. Hey, a quick reminder about the Eric Zane show Patreon. What is that? I hear you talking about that Zane. What the hell is that? Well, if you're uh listening to this, the audio of it or perhaps you're uh, viewing it on Facebook, this is all the freebie. You get it all for free. That's fine. But if you want extra content, and boy you're going to want it today especially cuz I have a story for you about probably the most egregious mistake i'd ever heard a newsmaker a news i should say a newscaster make oh boy is this one rough holy crap that story will be covered in our bonus podcast for patreon subscribers what that is is when you go to eric dot show.com you click where it says patreon and you pledge either five bucks a month or ten bucks a month and with that you get bonus content every single day monday through friday minimum sometimes even more for five bucks a month you get the extra podcast audio podcast uh at least five a week extra podcasts a week five extra for just five bucks a month if you decide to go the route of the ten dollar level that's tier two you get the audio that I just mentioned and tons of video. I'm constantly putting fun stuff on tier two and I've got a number of plans to make more video more content so that you can enjoy it and have fun my kids are like hey dad how about this idea for a stunt they're all like really embracing it and i've got a a number of big things coming down the pipeline that i cannot wait to share with you so five dollars a month ten dollars a month and what does that do well that allows what i'm doing now the freebie to occur they help Uh, one needs the other they i can't survive with just one it has to be both and if you continue to fund this for me well you're in charge you're the ones that are paying my salary that's how we are going to do it uh, in the event that i never ever make it back on the radio again and if that's the case fine because i think we can continue to do this and have a hell of a lot of fun Um, there's a lot of things that we're able to do capability with the audience, this very passionate audience and the way we are doing it right now that I was never able to achieve on the radio In just two short weeks. The fact that we have an entire merchandise line available is huge. It's something I never had, uh, well at any radio station really. Um, but because of the efforts of everybody who has, uh, supported the podcast, uh, that is a reality. So that is, uh, that is so terrific. So thank you very much. Uh, if you uh, ever want to take advantage of that, ericsaintshow.com. And then uh, you're off and running with merchandise for the show. I could never do that before. I never had any of that when I worked before. Uh, we're also working on this plan right now. And it's not finalized. But I, I'm kind of like gauging the interest of you, the audience, of Eric Zane Show bus trips. I mentioned this before. Uh, Barely, but I haven't mentioned it on the freebie or on Facebook live. The plan is through a local company to get a bus once a year, twice a year. I I don't know. It depends. And man, we would load that up with whoever wants to go to a concert a hockey game a football game the casino whatever of course you pay for your tickets to the game and you pay for your portion to get yourself to and from but it's all of us it's the zaniacs going on a bus trip uh, of course i'd be there diana would be there you, she's getting hammered and i'm sitting there holding her hair over the bucket and oh god the mess! but that would be awesome and uh this being funded by you the audience that gives me the flexibility to do these things instead of being tied down to the radio station. I mean, I love radio, and I don't have anything bad to say about it. But uh, being totally honest with you, um, we, I've been able to accomplish a lot more in two weeks from my daughter's bedroom uh, than I have at, uh, at being uh, working with a radio station. And thats I don't know why that is, but um, I've enjoyed every minute of it, and I think this is fun. This is what I do. And that led me to the whole business about not uh, not wanting a second full-time job to make ends meet because I have to be committed to this podcast, providing content, a lot of content, and preparation, and building the studio. This is a full-time job. This is my job. So if you help out on Patreon, you are changing our lives. And then we will continue to do this and build this grassroots show. But on today's patreon podcast i touched on it just a little bit a newscaster in fact two of them have made a terrible error and i don't know how to feel about it if it was intentional if it was unintentional i'm leaning that it was unintentional but my god is it screwed up it is so bad oh just awful but i can't wait to talk about it because i wanted to get it off my chest some of you might even know this story but oh geez see if i talk any more about it we're gonna to start to go down the road and i'm gonna i'm gonna unpack it right here and I, I just don't want to do that um as i was starting this podcast the los angeles rams pulled it out and beat the saints it was a great game from what i'm understanding i didn't watch i watched the third quarter on tv from the sushi joint uh which i i had i i owed that one to my system because the last time i pigged out at it was when i was sick and i barfed it all up but nevertheless there i was third quarter saw that i was like this game is this game is going to go down to the wire i know it and i was listening on the way in to kevin Harlan yelling every single line on his play-by-play and the uh, it went into overtime after this uh, this kicker. I forget the dude's name, uh, Zerline or something like that for the Rams. He kicked like a 99-yard field goal to tie it. And then uh, Andrew, okay, this is what Andrew says. He said the Saints got jobbed on the non-call on the pass interference. Now I didn't see that, so I'll have to take your word for it. If that's the case, that is uh, that's a stinker of a thing. I would hate for that to happen, but by God. Uh, a lot of people are pissed off about it. Look at all these comments rolling in about this bad. No call should fire the ref crew. Holy crap. I cannot wait to see this. I was preparing for this. Did that happen in, uh, in overtime or it was that in like, uh, is that in the regulation? I, I, I guess I don't know, but the, um, the, uh, saints, or I should say the Rams ended up getting it as close as they needed to, I guess, for the field goal and they win the damn thing. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy writes, Saints fans can finally feel like us Lions fans do on a weekly basis. It's all over Twitter. It was right at the end of regulation. I can't look at it right now, but nevertheless, Phillips says it was a horrible call. Well, wasn't it the... um, Who was it? Oh, no. Was it... Yeah, last year the Saints had that uh, catastrophe against Minnesota, right? In Minnesota when, when the ghost of Prince pushed that one guy in the back and the dude scampered for a touchdown. You remember that deal? Wow. Yeah, I don't. Um, I wonder if this is it for Drew Brees. I sure hope not. I really like that guy. I really do. A 57 yard field goalie, dude, kicked it that far. Oh, man, what a thrill that must be. Holy crap. So the the game that's going out right now is KC Vikes at KC Vikes, KC Patriots. Uh, and after we get done with this, I'm going to plop down and watch the rest of that. Thank you for watching this, by the way, while that's going on all right uh, okay what else did i have for you Ooh, uh somebody asked about ben i don't know i have no idea what's up with ben um i and frankly i'm a little concerned because um i i don't know what it is but i got a sinking suspicion he's pissed at me and i don't know why because i i don't have any I, I, nothing happened Maybe it's all me. Maybe it's all in my head. I'll have to reach out to him and ask him. I wish him a happy birthday on his birthday. I think he's doing okay. I think he's publishing podcasts with um, with uh, with Brett, and I think he did a uh, a podcast discussing how it went on his end when he got fired. Which I heard that I was like, oh god, that was rough, man. And then Brett told how he got fired, and one of the things he described. He described redheaded B lips when she said, You don't work for uh, Cumulus anymore. He described her as having a smile on her face. Oh, yikes. Weird. Very strange. Okay. Look, this is going to be a short one because everybody wants to watch uh, football. But I wanted to get those stories out of the way for you. But you still have one full hour, nearly. I think it's like fifty-three minutes of Travis Spots on the audio version freebie only. That will be published tonight at about nine thirty at Eric Zane's show. Dot com. So you're looking at a nice solid 53 minutes of conversation with Travis spots, who I think you're going to love this guy. Great story. Unbelievable. And you're really going to enjoy that. Okay. There you go. Eric Zane show.com for everything show related. Follow on Twitter at Eric Zane show, Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page, Instagram search Eric Zane show. There ain't shit on it, but uh, whatever and uh there you go enjoy the evening ladies and gentlemen and now we will talk to the tier two folks i'm going to go live with you for your extra tier two uh video recording will be available in just a minute and for the tier one and tier two i'm recording your extra pod in just a bit thank you good night i'd like to introduce you to travis spots travis spots is a comedian and he's at my home hello hello it's How- good to see you good to meet you good
2: to meet you thanks for having me over Okay,
1: so uh, I just recently... You know what? Let's let's start with this. Uh, let's go over how we became acquainted,
2: Travis, Yeah, Because... So, yeah, how did it start again? It was the roast, was it not? It was the roast of Seth. Okay. Uh, so to back up a little bit, like, the whole way this roast came about was very hastily put together. Oh, I noticed. Yeah, like, I was doing a guest set. I was in town at Grin's back in September And after the show, Seth was saying, hey, I'm going to be leaving at some point in time. I'd like to throw a roast. And then Garrett and I were talking to him. And he's, uh, yeah, Garrett, you can be the roast master. Travis, I'd like you on the dais. And that was the last we heard of it. Fast forward to Thanksgiving this past year. And then I get a text like at 8 o'clock at night. And he's like, the roast is on December 12th. Uh, You're on the dais. So you got like, like two weeks... Yeah, it's like two and a half weeks to and I was like, All right, that's cool. How right. much time am I doing? He's like, ten minutes, which is an ungodly amount of short amount of time to write ten minutes worth of brand new stuff. Right, right. And then he, I'm like, who's on the dais? And then he was like, Dougie, Ortega, Garrett's Roastmaster, Eric Zane. And then he said, maybe uh, Nardo Sosterhart, Mm -hmm. who's on Dave Dyer's Roast. I love her. I
1: love Ethiopians. And then, hold on, side note. Some of the most beautiful people in the world are Ethiopians. Yeah. I'm not kidding. If you were to look up beautiful Ethiopians, Oh my God! What a blessed, blessed bunch of people! Holy cow! I love her. I oh love yeah, her.
2: she's a she's a she is a real uh, a real treasure. Oh yeah, yeah. and she's yeah. funny too. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I just love her. She's so, fantastic. So she Seth was like maybe maybe Nardo's, and then I was like okay. He's like I'm waiting to hear back from her. So I uh, have done graphic design for a long time, right? And so I was like, well, let me know when the final lineup is, and I'll do a flyer for okay. it. Okay. So then it is a week before the show all right and i have not gotten a finalized lineup and then i find out that ben was taking over for you yes
1: yes i had an obligation i yes. couldn't i couldn't be there and you know what i was like thank god too because it the way it came about is the same the way i had it on my end was the same way you're describing it i was like this thing's a clusterfuck there's no way this is going to get off the ground this is not the best of the eric zane show podcast Brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Get a hold of Mario for five star, gold star service, guaranteed. NMLS number 3035. Whether it's your first mortgage, whether it's your 10th mortgage, whether it's a refi, whatever it may be, Mario is going to help you. Truth be told, there have been times that somebody's called up and said, Hey, Mario, 22 years old, first time home buyer, I have no credit. Mario says, after a little bit of research, you cannot get a loan right now. However, there are ways to get you the credit you need. This is what you need to do. I'll talk to you in six months. Boom. You're on the map. All right. The mortgage you get, that's going to be higher interest than what you want. The key is get it, uh, make your payments on time for a year, and then refinance that thing. By the way, it won't be long till interest rates start going down. We can enjoy that again rather than the shit show that we have now. Thanks, inflation. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Any audience member in any state can utilize Mario. Four exceptions. South Carolina, Alaska, Maine, and Hawaii. Hello to Bennett Flooring Installation. Jacob Bennett. When he's not... Fighting with the local chamber of commerce, or whatever the hell they are in Middleville. He's installing flooring in expert fashion. 616 318 0167. If you want it done right the first time, well, first of all, don't start it yourself because then Jacob's going to have to fix your shit. 616 318 0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation, number one in West Michigan. I promise you that. You're going to love the way your house looks and you're going to save money because. He is the most affordable, affordable way to have flooring installed professionally. Jacob encourages you to do the dirty work of getting rid of the old flooring that you don't want in the house anymore. Now you can opt for full service if you like. That's up to you, but you're still going to save money. Jacob Bennett is the best. 616-318-0167. The flooring that I want you to have installed into your home must come from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive. Two stories. you got the main showroom. They're great, but we're focusing on the discount outlet because I want you to save money, for God's sake. They buy a ton of everything at a uh, vast quantities of, which allows them to price it extra low because they get it extra low because they buy so much. Add to that a 10% discount. The Eric Zane Show podcast discount when you say my name. That's awesome. Thank you, Johnson Carpet One. Go see Kent drop the E out of you. Okay. On to more of Not the Best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'm out. No, that isn't true. I did have something going on, but I was like, thank God I've got something going on, because I was like, this is going to be a disaster.
2: Yeah, it was. uh Everyone on the dais was kind of pissed off because they were like, we just don't have time. Like, Dougie, uh <laughs> Deggy's like so. Seth throws
1: his own roast. Yeah, and then it- he fucks it up by not even actually.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of Seth, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, and then then he's he probably looking for somebody to sue after it got all screwed up. See, <laughs> so he can't do anything without either getting smashed by someone in a car or suing someone or farting. Those are yeah. the three things he's good at: suing, getting hit, and farting.
2: So. When I found out that Ben right. was filling in for you, I was well. I well, didn't know Ben. I knew okay. everybody else. Okay, and so part of doing the doing a roast is doing your homework. Right, you have to dig up dirt on people. Yeah. Uh, when I first heard about you doing it, right. I texted. Uh, mutual friend uh Stu oh jesus and i was you like know, hey yeah. give me some dirt on zane There's
1: so much dirt and he would and he would so gladly give it yeah because he, I, yeah what he I do to that probably man. within like 10 minutes oh yeah i mean the whole rapist thing is uh is is very very strong
2: uh so he you know i was like what do, what do you know about ben and he was right. like i really don't i really don't know much right um so i started streaming when you guys were on bbl R- okay so and i listened to you when Stu uh, uh-huh. was auditioning okay so i was familiar with your show and i knew of you and ben because ben was the producer at the time right i was right. listening to support Stu. okay and then when i had to get dirt on ben i was like i'm just gonna listen and i probably listened back towards when you guys were talking about the Dave Dyer roast. Okay, so I like you
1: have plenty I of time. Did my homework. So you're you're listening for the nuances about Ben to to write material about him. Yes. Uh, what what things that have been his downfall? Maybe I, I don't know anything about writing, but I can just imagine if you pay attention long enough, you can get something that everybody's going to be able to relate to. Yeah.
2: So the first episode that I chimed in to listen was the episode you played his first stand stand-up set. Okay. And I was like great launching point okay yeah it's perfect it's absolutely perfect because I hammered him on his uh his open mic set a little bit okay uh the first thing I opened with I was just like Ben Glaze you stupid motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) holy cow that's great I pulled no punches like for some reason in my mind when I was writing for Ben I was like I have to fucking destroy oh yeah that's that's uh, it's kind
1: of like um he's very punchable uh, you know, you, it's it's like after you get going, it's like, oh God, this is perfect. And then you then what the thing about Ben though is when you're picking on him, he reacts in a way, it's like you realize, boy, he's really good at acting that he's upset. And then you're like, wait a minute, he's not acting, yeah. he's actually upset.
2: But he he was a real good sport at okay, the rust He was a very, very good sport about everything. Right. And um and he I mean, you talked about it on the air because then I ended up tweeting at you, and this is how we became acquainted right, because right. I tweeted at you to try and like just pour gasoline on right. the fire yep. a little bit. And it bit. worked, it worked because we started talking about you. Yeah. And so I was
1: like, oh, this guy spots. He's, uh, I don't know what the hell his deal is, you know, whatever. Just say, just trying to start a fight.
2: This is very pro wrestling at, oh, yeah. at, at its finest here. It was just like, someone be a good guy, someone be a bad guy. And I was kind of just like, you know, fanning the flame a little bit. Well,
1: that's perfect because you see how it is for me on my end on the radio when I have this list of comedians who are all very good. But knowing what I know, I want to insult them when they can't respond on the air and build up uh, this type of uh, what you said, this type of uh, a work, if you will, yeah. to drum up attention for the roast. And so... And it's fun. I like insulting people. It's great. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. I, I mean, feel
2: like you would have done well at the roast had you been there. Uh,
1: you know, and I, I think if I, uh, uh, you know, it, maybe, maybe I sometimes I, I get in my own head and think, oh, there's no way I can pull that off. There's no way I can do that. But, but who knows? But uh, you know, it's funny because when I saw those guys at the Dire Roast, um, uh, you know, I, I had a new i had a very good feeling about comedy in the town because they were all so very funny i really enjoyed it and i did i'd never heard uh alan true perform before and even if it wasn't a roast i didn't see a stand-up set but i and i saw josh ortega and that guy is he is ruthless and uh and there was a number and and nardos of course Deggy, um loria all these people were, were excellent so uh, I really enjoyed that, and I, I was glad that you got to do the roast. So at the end of it, did you feel like uh, like it was a, it was a great time? Everybody it, seemed to enjoy it.
2: Uh, yeah, no, it packed out more than I think any of us were expecting it to. Okay, uh, I think when maybe like three or four days prior to, I was texting with Seth and he was asking, like, if I should, like, if I've got people coming, like, you should have them get tickets now. And I asked, I was like, well, what's it looking like? And it's like, I think at that time it was like 50 or 60. And I'd say we had about half the club filled out. Okay. So it wasn't not for nothing. Like, I mean, the club can seat to 250. Nice. And so.
1: Yeah, I want that to happen, like,
2: more often, like quarterly or maybe twice a year. Well, the thing with roasts was that, It was kind of like this rite of passage for comics that were well liked, respected in the scene that you're in, and they usually were moving to either L.A. or New York. And um, Seth, uh, to his credit, is because I I tour and I go around, you know, doing different clubs around the country and stuff like that. And uh, Seth is probably one of the nicest club managers that you could ever have worked with. Like, he treats you like royalty like
1: you know what's interesting about that guy too is because if you've ever if you had ever been to that club um he's like waiting on tables he's bringing food yeah. out he's yeah he's bringing drinks out and uh and you're right really really nice nice dude
2: what does he do now i mean what did he he left town uh actually so i was just at grins last night doing i just dropped in to do like a seven minute spot oh did you okay yeah. good and uh we're working out a new a new bit and so I'm like squeezing it in between a couple of old things that I've got going. Okay. So just that way, in case it dies, I have stuff to fall back on. Right. And, right. Um, I, I, apparently, Seth is still in town. He hasn't like left just yet, but he's not working at the club now. They got a new guy that's um, that's taken over for Okay.
1: Him. Okay. Hey, how did it go when you uh, went with with that new material? I mean, that's not uh, that's. It, to just throw it out there like that is, is tricky business and, yeah. and you, and I like that you had that safety valve uh, of two bits that you know are great. Yeah. An opener and a closer. Uh, how do you think it went with the middle one? I'm always very interested in the mechanics of how comics do what they do.
2: So for me, I'm pretty comfortable with my writing. Like I'm in Chicago now. Um, I used to live in Grand Rapids. So like it's kind of nice coming back home and my brother, I'm staying with my brother this weekend right. and Um, But the open mics in Chicago are not my favorite because you get a lot of like cynical comics that are there just for themselves. They leave as soon as their set is over with and they give zero. So it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, I can't tell if I bombed, if I have something there. Like, I got zero. So I was never a fan of like going to the open mics out there. There's a couple that are worth their weight in salt, but not a lot.
1: Worth their weight in salt? Who says that? I don't know. It's supposed to be worth their weight in gold. Yeah, I say salt. Because if you say worth their weight in salt, that's not much. Have, salt doesn't like cost. Have that you much. met comedians? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did it go? Did it? I mean, how yeah. Did the it bit go? went.
2: The bit went well. I uh, I tested it out last week Thursday at a mic, and I had forgotten a, a, a punchline to it. But I I have a, a couple <laughs> punchlines.
1: You're like, ah, oh, god dang it! Yeah. I, I really. Whenever there's a story that I want to talk about and I and I and I come up with something up r- like right away as soon as I see the story and I know that's going to be funny and then I wait and then I talk about it here and then all of a sudden I get done, I go why wasn't that any good yeah and it's like oh shit I forgot the best part yep. what an asshole I got to write this stuff yeah, down yeah so
2: I uh so I, mi- I missed and it wasn't like a detrimental part that I missed like it wasn't like the core part of the joke it was just right. like an extra tag to the main punchline so that yeah. you know it went well at the mic that it did last week so I was like all right I'm gonna remember to do this part this time if and you- then it went fine I it needs more fine tuning. It, yeah, but it for like the purposes of doing like a seven minute spot. Yeah, it was fine. So if if you fuck up a joke, are you the guy that goes Ah, oh God! No, just fuck that up.
1: Okay. You don't ever do that, huh? Mm-hmm. No. Some
2: do. Yeah, no, those are the bad comments. Really?
1: Yeah. No, no kidding. If, so if they say, Oh man, if, I just messed up that joke. If you that, react, that's
2: no good. Well, if you react to that, then like if you react in the way it's like you're telling a joke and you're like Ah, I fucked that up. <laughs> like if like the crowd then feels weird for you. And you like lose all of the air in the room. Uh,
1: to me, yes, I agree. You know, you know more about this than I do, but when I'm watching someone go, oh, gosh, just fucked it up. That to me, I laugh at it that. It depends too. on the
2: meltdown. Like if they have like a fun meltdown for yeah. her, then maybe, but like okay. it's a lot of like awkward feels that the crowd has. Right, right. Like right. even as comics, you'll watch somebody that like does this stuff and they like freak out and you're just like, ah, oh, why did you do that?
1: Yeah. Now, Travis, um, you're originally from West Michigan.
2: Yes. Uh, you grew up where again? So kind of all over the place. I was born in Grand Rapids and I was here f- till I was like five. Then my parents moved to the New County area. So like yeah. New Fremont, Grand. Were they like farmers? They no. Like- uh, I honestly, my, my, par- my parents built a house. Okay. So I think they wanted to just have their own spot. Uh, that, okay. Um, all right. And then was there for a while. My parents divorced when I was like 12. Ain't that a bitch. It sucks. But God dang it. Uh. It, it, it sucks, but it is what it. I mean, they've been divorced for 17 years yeah, now. I know, so, but I'm just thinking is.
1: back to when I was eight. So, you know, we're not that different. And it's like, son of a bitch, man. I have a, you know, it was just an awful time. My brother took it worse. He was uh, your age. Okay. Uh, and man, to this day, he still struggles with that. Yeah. And it's like, God dang it. Occasionally, he'll start like... Uh, rambling on about stuff, and I'm like, oh boy, and yeah. what, that, I think that people
2: call it daddy issues. Isn't that what a, a term you hear? Yeah, and I'm the oldest of all of my siblings, so like, I oh, saw the effects of it okay. happening. like what you described, like to my younger, one of my younger brothers. Yeah, like he's twenty now, and like he isn't, he's just now catching his stride. Okay, um, and, and it's good for him, but it, yeah, yeah, he struggled a lot because he just like had a lot of bent up anger and didn't know how to deal with it and that right, type right. of stuff. So then, after like towards my senior year of high school, my mom moved north to like the luddington area, okay, and so then I was in the luddington area for a little bit, and then I got into graphic design work, and then i well, <laughs> when I graduated high school, graphic design wasn't the first thing I went into. I went into pro wrestling, oh come on <laughs> for real what what what
1: was your uh uh what did you want to do in pro wrestling? Did you want to organize it? Did you want to wrestle?
2: No, did you- I, I did. Like, so my friends and I in high school, we backyard wrestled, and we were in, so into it. We pooled our money together, bought a used ring in Louisiana, drove down, picked it up, brought it back to Michigan, and we used to throw on shows in oh. my high school gym.
1: My God, if you weren't already interesting enough, we got a guy who was living the dream in pro wrestling. That's
2: terrific. Yeah, so I, the day after uh, high school, graduation, I packed up my car, and I went down to um, Coldwater. Okay. Where Dan Severn, do you know who Dan Severn is? I've heard of that name. Isn't Wasn't he an MMA guy or yeah, something like that? Yeah, in WWE. Okay. So he did both of them, and he has a school down in Coldwater. Okay. And so I went to stay with my uncle who lived like a half an hour away from there. And I spent a summer training for pro wow. wrestling.
0: Oh, my
1: God. So you learned how to take a fall and.
2: Yeah. I mean, to... I kind of already knew it. I my oh, friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. And we like we didn't like do it to just beat the hell out of each other with chairs and shit like that. Like we like studied like we watched. Yeah. This... I mean,
1: this was serious. You weren't screwing
2: around. Yeah. You really wanted this to happen. Yeah. So there's there's if you search Hard enough uh, under my name, you will find a, a match with me in tights doing backflips and shit. Like, oh my god, no, I oftentimes see in backyard wrestling uh, people sustain
1: very, very bad injuries. Did yeah. you ever get badly injured?
2: The only time that I like, I actually got pretty lucky. I've only had two injuries. I had, I I've, I've broke my wrist one time off of a botched top rope leg drop. I like planted my wrist too hard uh-huh. and I just felt my wrist like in the corner right here pop
1: something went wrong yeah so yeah. I had to go
2: to the ER and get that fixed and oh. then no surgery just what's
1: that like when you when you say to the doctor yeah I was doing backyard wrestling does he look at you I mean do you, do you feel like him thinking well, what an asshole the
2: stupid idiot uh they, yeah they're kind of like "Ah, oh, cool <laughs> ah, yeah, all right uh, the second the second injury which is probably the one that was uh, the worst of them all. One uh, uh, and this guy that did this was in my wedding party so like okay obviously I don't hate him for doing this, but we were in a match and I was hitting him with some pretty hard some stiff shots like hitting him a little harder like than a I closed should. fist. No, I wasn't close fist. I was just like getting there's a, there's called a safe zone when you like hit like you can hit like right here on the neck. yeah and you're not really taking any damage. it just looks cool. Okay. But I was getting him a little more closer to his jaw. And so it's, it's a stiff shot is what it's called. Okay. So he, we were outside of the ring. He, we had, uh, I wasn't a part of this, but we had stolen road street signs. Uh, and It's just like this giant rectangle one-way street sign. Okay. Uh, he hits me, throw, rolls me back into the ring, grabs the sign. I'm like getting up and he's behind me. He takes the sign, holds it flatways, and throws it. <laughs> And in the middle of the flight of this sign... It turns 90 degrees and spikes me in the back of the head. And immediately I was like, oh, this is what, not good. This is, I felt, this is bad. I felt my head. And then I just pulled out my hand and it was just red. It's and like I Game was, of Thrones, Ned Stark. Yeah, Holy really. Holy crap. I was like, we got to end this now. And so we ended it. And then I was like, I got to drive to the hospital. And they are like, you're not driving shit. Like, you.
1: Oh, yeah. You're bleeding all over the place. Yeah, you, gotta, so, you needed a ride there.
2: Yeah, so we, uh, we, we go to the nearest hospital, which was in Fremont, which is where my dad lived. And okay. so I call my dad. And I was like, hey, dad. And this is like at 1030 at night. And he's like, what? And I was like. He's oh. been
1: waiting for this call. He knows you're. you know.
2: Yeah. And he was like, what? And I was like, so Chris. And he's like, what he do
1: you <laughs> do? Oh, God. He's been through the ringer. This dad of yours. Yeah,
2: no, he, he's a uh, he's a real trooper to have dealt okay. with all of this. Yeah, man. Holy crap. Oh, so, yeah. So the wrestling Jesus. thing was before graphic design even. That's fantastic,
1: though. What a story. I mean, the fact that you can tell that, just like uh, at the drop of a hat, the the,
2: the the whole backyard. Whatever happened to the ring? What would you do with the ring? Uh, one of my friends still has it. I don't know where it is, yeah. but one of my friends still has it. At some point,
1: Travis, you have to get to the uh, moment where you go, all right. This is not working and I must stop. Take me through that moment, please. So
2: it was about eight years ago, this time, like in January, eight years ago. Yeah. um, I was, it was like the day or two after New Year's. My buddy and I went to the casino in Manistee Mm -hmm. and we killed it on blackjack. Like, we went in with, like, 20 bucks and we walked away with, like, $400. Okay. So, we were like, ah, we did pretty good tonight. So, we're like, all right, let's go down to the mall in Muskegon, and we're going to, you know, just see, you know, what catches our eye. And we're on our way back, and there was a snowstorm, kind of like what we had overnight, where it was kind of, like, slippery and whatnot. And my buddy was driving his truck, and I was in the passenger seat. We were on 31 North. Uh Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, his truck starts fishtailing on the freeway. We ended up rolling two and a half times. Oh, my God. And uh, thankfully, nothing, no broken bones. Right. No nothing. Like The only thing that really was, I guess, hurt was my spine twisted a little bit. And I had to go to a chiropractor for like a month and a half. Okay. But that was like enough of a realization for me to be like, if I, because I do the wrestling, I'm like, I could just fuck myself up. And then yeah, that's... Yeah. That's that for me. Like, right. I loved performing, but, like, I didn't want to yeah. risk it. and you're too
1: smart to be uh, being, you know, no offense to anybody who does wrestling on the side, but... Uh,
2: it's fun. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, it is, but, I mean, um, you know, I, I can't finish this, this thought without it sounding insulting, but uh, you're too smart to do something as <laughs> fucked up as that. <laughs>
2: well, at the time, I wasn't,
1: but... You know, the fact of the matter is uh, you then went on to school and you you, you, you learned graphic design, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep.
2: So I did the graphic design and I worked for this company in Manistee called Dr. Shrink Incorporated. A little plug for them. They, and it's yeah. not what you think it is. It's like... Shrink l- wrap. Yeah.
1: I knew it. As soon as you said it, I'd never heard it, but it makes sense to me, especially in Michigan. You can do that with boats. Yep. That's probably what it was, huh? Uh, Boats, buildings,
2: machinery, all sorts of shit. Yeah,
1: transportation.
2: Yeah. You you, you wouldn't know it, but they're like the world's biggest distributor of material. Isn't that
1: great? Whenever you live in a town and you find out that they're like the biggest at whatever. Yeah. You know, I think there's a guy, I met a guy not long ago. Who owns like the biggest kayak company in the world? Oh, it's in wow. Muskegon. No kidding. And this dude, he's the guy, and he makes like fifty million uh, kayaks every week. And uh, that's it. If you want a kayak, you uh, you go to Muskegon, Michigan. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Anyway,
2: so then. Uh that's yeah. a great story.
1: Glad, I'm glad I brought that up.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, you I know, did the uh, graphic design for them for a number of years, like four years, uh-huh. something like that, and then moved back to Grand Rapids. And by this point in time, I had started doing stand-up. I figured that if I couldn't wrestle, uh, I needed something sort of performing related. Okay, yeah. And, I, can, I can totally see that. And so I was like, you know, I've always loved stand-up. I've always liked watching the Comedy Central specials that they put out. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to give stand-up a try because like, I can't get hurt. Like I could in wrestling, the only thing I can get hurt is my pride, and yeah. So I'm like, ah, I could I can handle that. I've got thick skin, so I I signed up to do my very first well performance was at Laugh Fest, which was not looking back at it the dumbest idea, really. Yeah, just
1: because you're on this. It's a big, big comedy
2: platform. No, that- I didn't know anything about like open mics or anything like that. I just was like, I I remember driving back from Grand Rapids to Manistee. Before I moved, and I at this time, like, also by the way, spoiler alert, I'm gay. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, and you talk about that in your act,
1: I do, yes. Okay. So,
2: I was at the time dating my now husband, and we we did the whole Grand Rapids to Manistee thing. So, I was driving to Grand Rapids every weekend to see him, yeah. And so, I remember coming back uh, to Manistee one time, and I saw a billboard for Laugh Fest, and I was like, well, what is this? And so, I looked it up on the internet, and I found that they had uh, it at the time, it was the amateur stand up showcase, and okay. the way they pitched it on the site was, hey, if you've never done It before or if you've been doing it for 20 years, you know, sign up. And so I was like, okay, so I signed up for it and they're giving you five. They give you five minutes. And I was at the not on the floor that not at Grin's, but the, the the banquet hall across the hallway from Grin's on the third floor. Yes, so they they, they set up stages on that side during Laugh Fest, also, Mm -hmm. and they're like, you get five minutes, and I was like, that is an eternity. Yeah,
1: sure is. Absolutely, Um, considering a lot of open mics are three maximum, you know. Yeah,
2: well, in Michigan, you get five. Oh, do okay, but in Chicago, yeah, it's like three to four. Okay, uh, so yeah, I did it, and I didn't suck. Like, I wasn't. I didn't. I mean, I've got the video, but it's like. I, at the time I didn't think I did bad at all and I got that laughing bug in me and so then I just okay. kept going to the open mics in Grand Rapids. Uh, There's uh, Sunday night open mics, Sunday night funnies. So I would go to that like every month. I'd, do a, I'd drop in and do that and then finally I just started getting you good. You just worked it out? I worked it out. It's sp- all a matter of trying. Yeah, It's all a matter of actually doing yeah and that's why i've been so encouraging to ben yeah because that's that's great that's very good for ben yeah when i found out that your show you both got fired i was in new york city uh on a mini vacation and Uh i like saw your posts on twitter and i was like holy shit so i like like watched the interview you did on wood tv 8 about it okay yeah so I like reached out to you. I reached out to Ben Right, right. Um, and I've kept in touch with Ben because I've been encouraging him to keep oh, doing the great. stand That's great. That's good. And he,
1: he, he loves it. I know he
2: really enjoys it. Yeah. He said he's going to keep doing it. And then um, I convinced him to do uh, funniest person, Grand Rapids, because they had a couple of openings at like the end of February. Okay. And so he's like, I don't think I'm ready for it. And he's like, well, I wasn't ready for it when I first did it right. myself either. Yeah. You can't be ready for it. Yeah. No, that's a, you've got the
1: best attitude for this business. And that is try. Yeah. Uh, don't be comfortable. I mean, as soon as you get comfortable with anything, it, things sometimes can get weird, at least for me. I, I know I tend to, uh, uh, I, I actually am, I get things done when I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Not the best of the Eric Zancho podcast. Hello to Blue Frost IT. My God, love these folks. The managed IT service provider for the show. Now you got a small or a medium sized business, you know, you're doing awesome. You're making money. You got your employees, you know, you got your business uh, location. Everything's great. People come to work. They're happy. You're doing an amazing amount of work and being successful. Uh Uh-oh, malware. Everything's fucked. What are you going to do? You're going to just look up somebody in the phone book and have somebody call or show up. And, oh, God, three days later, you're just bleeding money. Oh, no, you got to pay all these people for doing no work. The key is to have a group ready to go, your own IT department. Now, you can't afford an IT department, but you can afford Blue Frost IT off-site, remotely fixing your stuff, and with the ability to be boots on the ground in your location to fix whatever the problem is if they can't do it remotely. That's the beauty of having your own managed IT service provider. Blue Frost IT does that. You must reach out. 616 200 8550 Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Talking about the WIC program. Immunizations for the little one, for little little ones for little or no cost. Personal health services. All at the Kent County Health Department. I love telling people about the WIC program. And reminding them that there is no shame in doing whatever it takes to keep your family fed. For some people, just the uh, whole stigma of, oh my God, I got to get on WIC. Yeah, you do. People are depending, you, uh, depending on you to take care of this. If life is dealing you a bad hand at the current time frame, just know that that isn't permanent. And you can utilize something you pay for, regardless, in your taxes... By signing up for the WIC program. Don't keep uh, meat, cheese, bread, milk, diapers, formula from your family. The WIC program, if you qualify, you can remain on it. Thank you, Kent County Health Department, for letting me talk about their initiatives. All right more on not the best of the eric zane show podcast and i think that uh, that's just that's just for me but for a lot of people i think that they say you know if you start to get too comfortable it's probably a time it's, it probably might be time, time to hang change, up. yeah you know do something different and uh, i mean and you've and you've shown that
2: holy crap well like the with the roast like you know only having like two weeks to write like right. i was just a writing machine like i hammered everybody and boy, great fashion. You know, too. I,
1: I bet that's a good feeling when you realize, OK, now I got to get after it. I got to come up with something. I'm going to put my pen to paper and put my brain into this. And then you got nothing. And then after like maybe a day and a half in and out uh, thinking about it, wrapping your mind around it, you realize you've got a third of it done. I bet you that's a good feeling. I go, OK, now we're now I'm hitting my strides. Well, yeah, feel good, I, you know? I
2: remember taking I told my husband, I was like, I'm taking the it was the Saturday before the roast. I was like, I'm taking this entire day and right. I'm locking myself in our bedroom and don't bother me. Like, I'm going to be writing the entire okay. day. And I was on YouTube. I was looking up old roasts that w- they've done at Grins to just, you know, kind of see what other people have done on yeah. other guys so I don't repeat stuff. And so I was really uh, doing my homework there. And to Ben's credit, too, like, he actually did... Uh, he did his homework for a little bit. He pulled out... Uh, when he was got to the part where he's roasting me... He brought up an old setup to a joke that I have since changed. Uh, I still do uh, the premise of it, essentially, but like I've changed the setup. Okay. And Ben pulled out a setup that I haven't done in three or four years now. And so I was like, "All right, so he's definitely done his homework." So he's in his attack of you.
1: Yes, he said he would say Travis Spotch You know, he once said, and then he might say that, and yep. then he just would do his own.
2: thing. Yeah, I actually he was pretty proud of the jokes he wrote, and I actually thought he did a good job. Good.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, from the um, the feedback that I've heard, uh, and then I obviously heard that one because we played it on the radio. That was good. And then I know that that comedian uh, Brad Williams, who uh, was at uh, Back, Back Alley. Alley who invited Ben to do that guest spot, he reacted with Don Veltman at Back Alley and said, reacted to it and said, that was not a bomb in no. any way. And that was, uh, he was pretty impressed with that. So you get a guy like that who's been doing it for as long as he has. To me, that's uh, that's that's saying something. Well, yeah,
2: that. it was like Ben, uh, I, I was like, you know, it's pretty impressive the, what he's done so far. He's done, what, two or three open mics right. and he's done a guest set and a right. roast. And like, I don't think... From right. the, the 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 audio that I heard of his first open mic to the roast that I was on with him, and like he did pretty close to ten minutes, like oh, that's great I, I mean a couple guys went a little shorter and uh-huh. I went a little long because I had a really nice thing to say about Seth that was two minutes long but, okay, um but everyone like the show stayed at an hour and a half, like we were done at like I think an hour thirty three Wow. Uh, Um, but Ben, you know, filled his time. I was, I was very impressed. I'll say this too. That radio
1: station should not have fired him. I don't know why they did that. No, because, and, and here's why Ben is serviceable and many, many, and, and actually I should say more than serviceable, serviceable would imply that he's, he's, uh, good enough. Yeah. But I mean, Ben has a lot of expertise and I was surprised that they, uh, couldn't utilize that. I was, I was taken back. I was like, why are you firing him? I mean, he's, uh. It's not like he's making $90,000, $100,000 a year, for God's sake. And without him, you're losing a key behind-the-scenes player who would do anything for you. And so I I was confused at why they fired him. I totally understand why they'd fire me. I don't need a talent if they got a whole new radio format going on. Plus... I kind of you know as yeah, usual. Yeah, country
2: radio. Yeah, Ooh.
1: well, yeah, and as usual, they uh, you know I I think things got off the rails with me too. I think I was I think a lot of people are like, uh oh, right, He's, he is he is a fuckhead. Holy crap, we knew when we hired him, this would happen eventually. And, uh,
2: yeah, I enjoyed the program for the times that I listened.
1: I'm proud of the shows. I always loved doing the shows, and I know deep down, I know I had fun. I I enjoyed. And that to me is it. Yeah. If I finish a broadcast and I'm like, um, I had a blast and then I know that it it will translate. And mm-hmm. it's always been that way for me. It's like, if I'm not enjoying it and I feel myself getting fatigued, that means it sucks. Yeah. And, and it's all about whether or not uh, the, the conversation is flowing. Like my time with you, we've, uh, we've burned through 30 minutes. Oh wow. And I, really? And you know, that's how it is. If you're, if the talk is compelling and flowing, you won't notice it. Right. You won't yeah. Notice the time passing. And that was very typical of my time with Ben. We would do, you know, a week's worth of shows. and I was like, Jesus, Ben, that was the fastest show. It was the fastest week because we hammered it. And uh, there wasn't a show that I remember where now occasionally we'd have a segment where I was like, ah, oh, that sucked. I didn't like that. But most of the time out of nine segments, I felt good about nine segments. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. But you see, uh, for whatever reason, it just it just didn't go the way I, I wanted it to. It was it was kind of a we were kind of like rolling a big rock uphill, um, and I don't know why. It maybe had something to do with um, it is a sports talk station, and we were kind of like misplaced on it. Um, and you know, you had to if you are attracting audience A during morning drive, and then you know, the rest of the day is totally different content. Mm-hmm. It's a little tricky. Sure. And I, I don't think not to think that and I have no idea how we did in our last ratings book. It might've been the worst thing ever, but I, I'm still convinced that we could have made something happen there. But
2: Oh, with your guys's predictions for 2019. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, there was a time
1: one, a couple of, uh, of our ratings books, we were um, like uh, top three in men uh, 2554, which is a key demo and um, that was exciting because I was like, oh, great. This this is building. This is building. And then it would go right in the shitter for the next three months. And then it would come back up kind of. It was just it was a weird scenario. Yeah. Um. It's a lot of pressure. Sure. It's a lot of pressure because, you know, bottom line is if we had performed and if it was sold. And so we had a ratings generator and a revenue generator. We wouldn't be talking right now. Right. At all. But I don't know if that's a if. uh If it's a bad thing, where we are now, because I really enjoyed this. Sure, I'm not making what I was, but there's great potential to
2: make Oh, yeah. I mean, you already got. Oh, my God. Which uh, I told you off the mic, but, like, congrats on getting Back Alley uh, as a sponsor.
1: That's pretty sweet. And you know all that, and I was talking about this earlier. That happened so strangely because Back Alley wanted in on the old show. Yeah. Which and I the, think
2: speaks the, more to BBL y- than... Yeah, the fuckers wouldn't call him back. I yeah.
1: mean, he legit... He said, hey, Eric, I want on your show. He actually told Ben. And Ben goes, this guy wants to sponsor So I go, okay, great. Let's go tell the, uh, the uh, sales manager. We go tell this guy. Nice guy. But the fucker, he didn't do shit. So he... Uh, I don't know that he's not even reaching out to this guy. Yeah. But then when Don gets a hold of me after I got shit canned, he's like, hey, man, uh, can we get on? Yeah, sure. We can work something out. Let's talk about it. He goes... Uh, I called three times at the radio station trying to get somebody to just call me back, yeah. so I could give them money to sponsor the Eric Zane morning who, show. Who, who doesn't want money? What the fuck? And these guys are dying for money. They're—I mean—they're I mean, they're dying for money. you could have, holy crap! And he couldn't even—he couldn't even get a phone call back. So I, within three hours, I had sent him uh, a contract. First, I wrote out three different tiers. Okay, for 400 bucks, you get this. For 600 bucks, you get this. 800 bucks, you get that. What do you want? And I need a three month commitment. He mm-hmm. goes, I'll take the top one. Three months. I go, that's it. And he goes, Yeah. I go, All right, I'll write it up. Send him a contract. He replies, Two hours later, we're in business from my house. Yeah. What the hell? It's not that hard. So um, I was like, Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks for not doing anything uh, because now I'm like, All right, I
2: can do this. Yeah. And they weren't technically a sponsor at BBL because don't you have like a non-computer? Yeah, I or do. Like I have
1: a non-solicit. So yeah. since they weren't a client, I could go get them. But uh, yeah, there's all sorts of uh, uh, things that I can't do. Like I can't be on the radio for six months, but I don't care. I'm going to be back.
2: It's very Conan O'Brien when he got booted off The Tonight Show. Right. Okay. Yeah, Were you familiar with that at all? Yeah,
1: I remember that. It was extended time he was away.
2: Yeah, it was like six to nine months or something like that. He wasn't allowed to be on TV. Right. And so he ended up just orchestrating like a 30-city tour or something like that and basically did his show in yeah. theaters. And Stay in front of then them. And they recorded like a Netflix thing out of it, That's too.
1: key, man. Stay in front of people. That's why uh, 48 hours after getting fired, we, we published the first pod because it doesn't matter how you get on just as long as you get on. I yeah. don't care if it's Facebook. I don't care if it's with me with this uh, throwing a mic into a computer. You got to let them know you got it. And you got to keep doing, you got to keep feeding the machine. That's how you do it. Now. Yeah. Um, okay. Now uh, more about you, Travis. Um, where were we? We talked about getting into comedy, right? Yes. And so- then you did the laugh fest thing.
2: Yep. So laugh fest, uh, is kind of near and dear to my heart, not just because of like I started at Laugh Fest, right? Um, so Laugh Fest benefits Gilda's Club in Grand Rapids, and do you have cancer? No, no. my grandfather did. Uh, my <laughs> my grandfather, it's terrible. Uh, no, my grandfather and my grandmother uh, each had cancer. My grandmother had breast cancer, yeah. and my grandfather unfortunately passed away from oh. cancer about four years ago. Um, And they were both members to Gilda's Club. So this festival has a near and dear spot to my heart. It's a big
1: chunk of change for that. that, So I
2: I like that they support Gilda's Club um, and it's a good opportunity for, you know, just the community itself to like just, you know, laugh it off. Like I am the biggest proponent of going to Dr. Grins or any sort of comedy club because like it's just the best time. Like you get to just let it go. You got to laugh it off. And like, I've been going to Grin's now for six, seven years. Right. And it's like, I I was there last night and it's just like going back home. It's my favorite place.
1: You ever make cancer jokes?
2: I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't done that yet. I don't, I don't have the balls to do something that abrasive, which is weird because like I have a whole thing where I like come out of the closet to the crowd and then I like do that for a little bit. What's the meanest thing you do? the meanest thing that yeah, i, I mean, do do you,
1: are you do you do anything mean or are you more self deprecating i mean what's your style
2: uh my style is pretty autobiographical like i talk a lot about like me and like observations like i talk about being gay but it's not like my entire act i'd say maybe it's yeah. 20% of my act like i was given a really good piece of advice from adam daggy uh 6 years ago he's mm-hmm. like ellen degeneres is gay and she's a comedian but you don't hear her talking about being gay the entire time she talks about being gay maybe 10 15 percent of her act yeah. and then she talks about stuff that she sees uh, other stuff right and i was that was very insightful to me i was like all right so i don't need to make it all about that like when you first start out like ben's going through this phase right now where he's like writing real dark stuff and that's fine everyone does it um he'll figure out his own little way of presenting dark stuff where it's not so like just a punch in the face uh-huh. um, and that's how every open micer started out so then i kind of like adjusted it a bit and now it's a lot of stories about like me and like the experiences I've had, um, having a kid. That's the new thing that I've been doing. I have a, I have a a almost eight year old son. Really? Yeah. I wasn't gay always apparently. Tell me,
1: uh, so, okay. Is that a dynamic of, uh, there was a girl in the past she had the, and you guys.
2: Yeah. So it was, uh, she and I were, uh, high school friends Uh and one summer we ended up hooking up and dating for like the whole summer, okay. and it didn't work out, but you know, wine and biology happened. Yeah, and sure. then yeah, I have a eight year old clone of myself now.
1: Okay, well that's awesome. Yeah, so he's a good kid. You get to see him uh, quite a bit, or yeah.
2: So we we uh, he lives in Minnesota with his mom. So okay, uh, it's like five hours from Chicago, and um, I see him. He comes to see us in Chicago once a month, and then we talk on the phone. Nice, almost daily.
1: Does he know about your sexuality? Yeah. How does that, how does that, because that's, that's, uh, you know, for a young person, that's uh, a little bit, that's something that they'd have to wrap their minds around that most people typically wouldn't. How I'm, does that, I'm, how does that work I'm for a young I person? I'm proud of how he's
2: handled it, because it's not like we're like shoving it down his throat. He's mm-hmm. just, I remember when uh, he had the the realization, because sh- his mom is married also, and he just had this really like proud moment where he said, I have three dads. And he like, was like, cool with it, because yeah. he's like, I have, you know, that many more people to you know, show me affection and all that stuff. So he's, he's been very cool about it. And yeah,
1: man, it's a, it's a, we're in a little bit of a, we're getting to a sweeter spot, I think for human nature when it comes to responding to people who reveal things about themselves like you, Mm -hmm. when I was in high school, that didn't happen. Sure. People would not do that. So much so that I never for once thought that there were gay people amongst my group, mm-hmm. amongst the school that I didn't exist. Um, and if they did, they'd get the shit beat out of. Sure. Them. Holy crap. What a awful way. And the fact that that was like the mid 80s and here we are 30 years later, that's quite an adjustment for humanity to make, yeah. it's still there are times when you could be uh, ostracized or, or, or discriminated against or treated poorly or worse. But to think where we the uh, the world has come regarding that is is pretty big.
2: Yeah, I think we've made quite a bit of strides. There's still ground to be gained. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, even back five years ago when like the whole uh, gay marriage thing was like very prominent in the yeah. news and stuff like that like now that's like really like died down and nobody yeah. really cares about that anymore
1: you know and to be honest with you when it comes to me it's uh, a lot of times it has to do with face uh face <laughs> faith is the word i'm looking for like when it comes to my denomination roman catholic um you know that is looked at who a person lays with as sinful behavior that's what that's what we are told yes and i for me i don't look at that and say uh all right i am going to um alienate ostracize and do whatever it is to the person who chooses to do that because Mm -hmm. of what you told me i am more of the uh, mindset of I'm not going to judge anybody. If a person chooses to do whatever they want to do, that is between them and their own private life. And in some cases, God, I mean, I don't know at all your religious background and nor would I ever uh, judge you for your lifestyle, but there are a lot of people who do. Oh yeah. And that brings me to my next thing. Have you ever been on stage and you, you started to mention, Uh, anything about your sexuality, and somebody got up and left. Has Uh, that ever
2: happened to you? uh, Not. I've only walked one table so the term is walking a table right um and it actually wasn't during anything about me being gay i have a bit about uh my views on religion because like my mom is a very religious person and yeah there was a lot of strife between her and i for quite a while because of yes. sexuality yes okay so um, she said
1: to me oh you're going to hell or she would say to you, you're going to hell yeah and not, no
2: i'm not yeah no so we uh we didn't talk for a couple of years because of it yeah. things are a lot better now um but there was a good two three year period where it was real rough and rocky rocky ship so we uh figured uh, it out we figured it out but i have a bit in my act where i talk about religion and it's kind of like the absurdity like you, you you've heard the phrase god made adam and eve not adam and steve yep i've heard that so i pick on that and i i basically like i think that's like a bullshit premise because like what if like have fun with it what if it was adam and steve i mean Steve probably doesn't like apples. He probably <laughs> likes bananas. And like, I walked a table off of that oh, line. Off of that joke? Yeah. Ah, oh, come on. I walked a table off of that line. Ah,
1: oh, Jesus. But I mean, because if that's the case, I'd know. You said earlier, you don't acknowledge when you fuck up. Did you acknowledge when you, when these people left? Did you say anything? Oh,
2: no, the, no because I didn't even see them leave. Oh, okay. The manager afterwards was like, yeah, you walked this one table of three women. And I was like, oh, what part? And she's like, some of your religious thing. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, because I'm only the feature. Like, the hat haven't even came up yet. Oh. And, and she was like, oh, I thought it was fantastic. Okay, good. She was like, I'm so happy that that happened, because yeah. they were so uppity. You know...
1: I I just let people be that's their own choice to make. And, uh, you know, if 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 there is if if there is any judgment to be made, who am I to do that? That is not my job. I worry about raising my kids, putting food on the table. Wiping my ass. These are the things Eric should worry about. The things Eric controls. I don't care who sl- lays with who. That is not M- Eric's business yeah. in any way. So, um, you know, it's just, just interesting. There's a f-
2: uh, stick, I didn't walk somebody uh, for being gay. I, 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 I have had to deal with a couple of hecklers uh, oh, yeah. w- during that stuff. What? Wow. <laughs> One time I was at the Sunday Night Funnies. Okay, and I have a bit, and it's probably one of my more dirtier bits. Okay, I, uh, I, I say that uh, my husband and I we sometimes have awkward encounters with waitresses from time to time. We are at a, a bar one time, and the waitress comes up to me, and she's like, "Oh, are you here with your brother?" Oh. And I was like, I don't know where she came to that conclusion. I've got brown hair and brown eyes. He's got blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. Like, so I say to her, No, we're not brothers, but we fuck each other a lot. Oh! And it gets a good laugh, oh but in my like God. that, in that kind of like way. And so oh, the that's laughs, perfect. the laughs die down, and then there's like a guy maybe 20 feet away at, sitting at the bar, yeah. and he yells out, Seriously, dude? Oh. And without f- missing a beat, I was like, Yeah, dude. Seriously, like 12:30 this afternoon. Seriously. And oh. <laughs> And he <laughs> shut the hell up.
1: Oh my god, that is great. That is awesome. Yeah,
2: I, I, I'm pretty quick on my feet. Like I don't oh, yeah. hecklers. I don't get heckled often, but like when I do, it's it's usually pretty spectacular.
1: Okay, now you're back in town oh, because yeah. you said you live in Chicago, but yes.
2: why are you here right now? Can you explain that, please? So this weekend is just because I'm hanging out with a friend for his birthday today. Okay, uh, so we're getting lunch, but I am going to be back in town in like four days Wednesday the 23rd I don't, I don't even know what the hell day it is it's the 19th so Did? yeah it'd be the 23rd right. so Wednesday I the 23rd uh, I'll be back at Dr. Grin's for the uh, week four preliminary round of the funniest person Grand Rapids
1: okay so that shows up that on the calendar Thursday and then people just walk. Wednesday. Said, I'm sorry. Wednesday. You just yep. said, God dang it. What an idiot. You show up.
2: People are there to uh, um, try to
1: win this contest.
2: Yes. It's been a regular thing. Yep. Uh, it's, this will be my sixth year doing it. And I have—I don't have a great track record in this, uh, in yeah. this contest.
1: Well, how does it work? You, you, you go up there and there's judges that just say, yeah, that was good. That was bad. Thumbs nope. up. Thumbs down. I mean, nope. a- so
2: how it goes is there are eight performers uh, and they each get eight minutes of time. Uh, they get a like a warning, like a two-minute bell, yeah. dinner bell, essentially, to let them know they ha- they're at six minutes, you have two minutes to wrap it right. up. If you go past nine, Garrett's going to walk up and clap you off the stage. Yeah. I've only Awful. seen Garrett do that one time. Uh, I bet he hates that. Yeah, he's not that. a fan I of doing do that. that shit. Um, so then after all eight performers go, then they have one judge pick. So two people move on. One pick is made by a judge in the back and they're typically a booker by funny business or a headlining comic that's in f- a night early yeah and then uh the second pick is by audience applause so garrett will have everybody that's not the judge's pick line up on the stage and then he'll put his hand oh, over okay. their head and be like give it up for so and so People will make noise. People won't make noise. And then whoever gets the loudest applause and they have like the managers stationed throughout the club, like listening Uh huh. and then they, you know, get together. I wonder and then, if it's
1: ever been like really close.
2: It has. And then, then, then what? So then you basically be like, they'll be like, all right, it was between this person and this person and this person. We'll kick everyone else off. We'll have another round of applause for those okay. people. Um, so that's how it works. And then if you make it past round one to the semifinals, then it's the same thing except for four people. That's all in the same night or that's another night. Well, this, so there's 10 preliminary rounds. Oh my God. This yeah. The is a thing goes deal. until the end of the fucking, end, end of the fucking time. It, 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 Jeez, it goes, what in, an investment. It goes until April. Like they, oh, every, shit. every Wednesday, you got to start again as soon as you get done. This damn thing's too long. Well, every, every Wednesday until laugh fest, there's, um, the funniest person in Grand Rapids going on. Okay. Then after laugh fest, they do the semifinals and, of the people that, because that, each two people per night, there's, right. you know, I think there's, well, if I'm doing math right, it should be 20 people and they do 10, they split it up 10 and 10 for the semifinals yeah. uh-huh. for each of the semifinals move on to the finals in April and then the. Then they pay out like the okay. top top three people.
1: Nice. So you're uh, appearing Wednesday at that deal. Yes. Didn't you say you uh, tried to get, or you are getting one Ben
2: Glaze to make an appearance? Ben Glaze is signed up and confirmed. Okay. So that is Wednesday. Not this Wednesday. He it, is. He's doing the February 27th. Oh. Okay. Date. Very good. So very good. I'm I'm happy that he decided to take the plunge and do it.
1: Um. As you as you uh, work, uh, Travis. Any possibility of getting you out at Back Alley? They're a key sponsor to this show. I would love to. Oh go my out God, there. Don Veltman I love this man, and he bowls 300 games. And I'm telling you, you got to go back and listen to the interview with Don. I heard it. Oh, you did hear it. Yeah. Okay, good.
2: I listen. Uh, I listen when I'm at work during my day. Job. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I'm sorry about when it gets shitty and awkward with it's, me, but no, it's fine. I'm working on it. But uh, the Don interview—it's—it it's, uh, was spectacular because he's dry as toast, but he's still funny somehow. Yeah. And interesting is how
2: the dude's lived an amazing life. Yeah, no, it was very—it uh, was a very good interview. Yes,
1: yes. We got to see you at Back Alley Comedy. Uh, I know you said that you work with the with the Booker that works with them, Funny Business. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, that they, we gotta pack them in. I can't wait to get you out to that club.
2: That'll be fun. I'd enjoy it.
1: What am I forgetting? Is there anything that
2: we're missing here?
1: You know, uh, this is the Laugh beauty. Fest. Oh, my God. Laugh Fest. Yes. Yeah, yes. So yes. 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 Yes.
2: Please. Please. Yeah. Please. So uh, I'm coming back. I missed Laugh Fest last year because I was on vacation. And this year I'm coming back and I'm on the Dirty Show this year. Oh, God. So it's the eighth. They've been doing this. This is the eighth year that they've done the Dirty Show. It's the late night Dirty Show. They used to do it at Pyramid Scheme. This year it's at Dr. Grin's. Okay. It's on Friday, March 8th. At nice. Like eleven thirty at night, I wanna say. Okay. And uh Adam Deggy's hosting it. okay. Yeah. Uh, Qu- quality. Uh let me see. Let me get the full lineup. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So do it, do it, do I've it. Got, I've got it uh right here. So Adam Deggy is hosting it. Then uh Matt Lauria is on it. All right. Keep him from drinking, please. Uh Garrett Elzinga. Oh my god, legend. Nardo Sosterhart. Oh. Uh, Robert Jenkins, who's a, a Lansing guy, okay, and I'm not he's, familiar with him. He's really good. Okay, good. I, I really like Robert Jenkins. And then myself, and lastly, uh, Charlie Hester. She's a comic out of the s- like South Central part of Illinois. Nice. I'm. I have never met her, but uh, she. I, I've. We connected on like Facebook, and she uh, just seems like a very joyous person. So I'm. Oh, okay. I'm, good. I'm very Joy is good. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see how uh, how she is on stage. I know everybody else, but uh I'm I'm very excited to do this show.
1: Uh I find you on Twitter at Travis Spots, correct. correct? So at T-R-A-V-I-S-S-P-O-T-T-S.
2: Yes. Two Ts. At Travis Spots. Anything Instagram, Facebook I need to know about? Uh on Instagram, I am T spots, four, two, nine. You're like me. I don't, you know, uh, well, Travis spots was taken on Instagram for some dumb reason. I tried doing, con- having continuity. So yeah. that way, like it was all right. the same. And- God,
1: I, I so suck at it. Uh, all I do, I post to Facebook and Twitter and then I, oh yeah, Instagram. And then I put up like a picture of like, you know, my dog. Yeah. And then it just, I, I'm so bad. I need somebody to do this for me. Really?
2: Really? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, and then Facebook I'm I'm on Facebook also just my name so you can I'm like one of the very few Travis Spotses surprisingly enough on uh Facebook. Okay, good.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to be. You got to be out in front of it. Well, this has been a great time, Eric, man. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh, man, I've enjoyed it. It's been fantastic. That's the beauty of the pod, man. You bring in new people. Nobody, you know, you will introduce them to the audience, and away you go. Everybody has a great story. The fact that you opened up and told me about uh, the backyard wrestling thing, all the other intricacies of, of comedy, all your personal life stuff, that's great shit. People yeah. love that stuff and everybody's got a story and the fact that you're building uh uh your act and and and, and like uh, increasing your visibility like and then you're from west michigan so that's it's a, that's a really really cool thing thank you all right travis spots ladies and gentlemen and that's gonna do it for your eric zane show monday podcast my goodness the time flies doesn't it hey thanks so much for the support please do a favor enjoy the free one but think about the Patreon, Patreon.com slash EricZane, or you can find it at ericzaneshow.com. Click where it says Patreon. Drop five bucks a month or ten bucks a month. You get tons of free content and you keep this show alive. Buy a t-shirt at ericzaneshow.com. That moves the meter too. We thank you so much. Have a great one. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Another edition. Of not the not the best of the Eric Joe podcast is is concluding. I cannot even talk. I sound like I'm having a stroke. My God! All right, folks. Till next time. Thank you. Bye bye.